to Big Red Couch, the podcast about making role-playing games. A group of GMs and players draw ideas from the mystery box and bring their game pitches to you. Welcome, gentle listener, to the Big Red Couch. Tonight on the couch, we have hunkered down, sheltering in place. What's the what's the fashionable term for it now? Locked, locked down. I don't think it's really self-isolating when the government has told you to do it. Or it, it feels like the self aspect was taken away. So locked down is Craig, and here in a similar situation is Ben. We are now confined to our own spare rooms and living room tables so it's a it's a strange time it really is it's doing odd things to people's psyches i am kind of hoping that when all of this uh, is over i will come out of this approximately sane. uh if i can avoid either just complete fear of the outside world and or germs sort of wandering around with tissue boxes on my feet or a desire to sell or burn everything i own if i can avoid either of those extremes i'm going to consider it to be a win excellent yes i i should point out or should mention also done slightly strange things to uh, my parents uh who i got a an email from asking whether i was okay because i hadn't posted anything on instagram for a week (laughs) um i don't normally post that often to instagram but one of the times when hypothetically i would not be posting to instagram is when i'm shut in a studio apartment for going on to week four of isolation and lockdown there are a limited number of moodily lit shots of my own toilet i can take before the thrill fade you and you've run out of inspiration for thirst traps a while ago that is true (laughs) yep i mean it's not like i can sort of take photos out the window of the people walking by and make up stories about who they're visiting because most people aren't walking by. Hmm. Though there are still an impressive number of people having to do what I'm assuming are emergency runs for vital supplies in their... God, I'm not sure what the correct term is for a car where they've fitted what can only be described as a loudener to the exhaust pipe or some sort of high-revving motorbike. I, I don't know what kind of medical situation these people are running into, but by God, are they in a hurry to solve it. Is it that the kind of person that has like a glass-packed muffler or other sort of very audible machinery is more likely to be out and about at these times, or you're just noticing them more? It could be that I'm just noticing them more. I mean, I don't, I don't normally hear what the outside noise from my place is like during the day because I'm at work where, well, apparently we have much better sound insulation. You've got all of your colleagues to, to muffle the noise. That is true. I just sort of stacked them up against the window. Wait, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say that on air. That may have sounded creepy and weird. Yes, it's a very black raft kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I, to be fair, we did have the moment quite a while ago when somebody looked out the window of the office and said, hey, there's a car upside down in the road out there. Somebody had managed to flip a car and we heard nothing. Right. It might be the insulation then. Yeah. Mm. There'll be one of those those artfully constructed shots in a film where, you know, there's a bunch of people obliviously ignoring the carnage that's happening in the background as something slides on its roof, showering sparks towards them. I think there was one of those in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And there's a bunch of people in a coffee shop, all of whom are looking at their phones or typing. And then outside the coffee shop, there's like this 
30 foot tall guy using a flatbed truck as a skateboard kind of thing right right but it's that seems more like the the phones are ki killing the art of being panicky crowds sort of observation <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> uh, okay so the world is weird and we are you know our, kind of our role was to make it slightly weirder so you could run games so we're a little bit you know filling at a loose end to be honest it's difficult to keep up really is and you know things are changing i mean we can make a uh, observations about how the uh, the countries were seriously dealing with crisis um but i'd feel bad and <laughs> yeah 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 so and and the, the particular date isn't isn't correct um let's just say that uh i'm safe and i'm reasonably you know there are there are things that are impinging on my life but not nearly as much as most people in the world Craig seems in a fairly good mood. <laughs> yeah, I think my my, my my biggest is that if I had known that a lockdown of three months or so was coming, I would have rented a bigger apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You would have been getting your money's worth. Because I can stand in one place, turn through 360 degrees, and see most of every room. It's the point where you could see most of the, you know, most of the surfaces in every as well. It's the, uh... yeah, yeah. I mean, wh whoever sort of set this place up, they did manage to set up the place so that the toilet is not visible through the windows, but it's a matter of inches. Like if you right. lean in the wrong direction, you can wave at the people on the street, or you could just shut the door. I mean, it's 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 your call. I'm tending to go with the. I'm working from home. Normal standards of behavior have been suspended. Fair enough. I haven't turned up to a work meeting in my underwear, but yeah. But the, the week is young yet. Indeed, yeah. There are so many possibilities. Indeed. I also turned up to a work meeting in my uh, Totoro onesie, but that's because it is really hot. Oh, boy. All right, so shall we, shall we proceed with vim and vigor and lunacy into into our actual topic indeed indeed as i was saying is our remit was to add a little bit of you know zaniness to your 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 games and, and yeah so we're going to keep doing that because that is what we have to offer and it's, it, it's all we got this is the product on display people <laughs> yes the tin says couple of idiots talking about possible role-playing games no one may ever write so uh that's what's inside the tin yeah, and in some cases, no one should ever write. Soylent yeah. Bubba, I am looking in your direction. <laughs> I can't put, play that card again, though. I, it's like I might, I think I may have gone, I may have gone like too early by drawing that line. You, uh, you've you've still got that one in reserve. You can still say no, no, I'm out. <laughs> I, I tap out. Yeah, but, I'm tapping out on this one. I think if there was ever an episode to tap out on, uh, is there a market for Soylent Bubba? is the one to do it on. Because there's nothing good or wholesome about that. And there is nothing good or wholesome about what we did do. And so, for this, episode 140 of The Big Red Couch, we are given the prompt, superpowers or your money back. 100% guaranteed. I was trying to create a Lionel Hutz mm. kind of thing. It's like, superpowers, your money back? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I couldn't quite do it. That was that was it yeah, was one hundred percent guaranteed. 
question one hundred percent question mark. <laughs> yes, superpowers. Your money? <laughs> yeah, not quite. Yep, yep, yep. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So, and who supplied us for this one? I can't remember. Fair enough. That's all right. We we gain inspiration from the cosmos, um, because I, I'm going to guess probably John, but I could be wrong. I'll, I'll look it up because this yeah. it's important to cite your sources or something. Fair enough. This one comes to us from the the fertile brain of John Rio. Mm-hmm. All right. So has it ins- inspired you to come up with a zany idea for a role playing game? In all fairness, uh, my idea is. Is inspired by this prompt, but is also somewhat inspired by having recently got Disney Prime and deciding inexplicably to rewatch the entirety of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Now, just citing my sources here. Mm-hmm. But what it put me in mind of, I mean, the, the whole phrasing of superpowers, all your money back, 100% guarantee... Sounds like a really dodgy late night television advert, or the sort of thing that yeah, somebody has put up as a paid ad in three bus shelters somewhere. This kind of thing. This this does not feel like a legitimate service that is being offered. And so it kind of put me in mind of, okay, well, what if you have an an agency? Possibly they are an outcropping of some sort of agency that deals with actual superheroes. So depending on how you wanted to go with it. You could you could go with Shield or anything like that. Alternatively, they could be from the Advertising Standards Commission if you just wanted to have a very strange game who are tasked with going to investigate these various claims by various people that they can give superpowers. Because that feels like the sort of thing that, assuming superpowers are even a real thing, a, a government might be interested in keeping an eye on. Mm, I mean, even if it's like, well, it might just be like a health and safety thing or truth and advertising. Maybe they're concerned these are scams. Mm. And so I, I had a bit of I had a bit of a think of it because I mean, realistically, you need something for the players to do here, and you could do scam of the week for a while, but that's going to get old. And so I kind of had a thought thought of, all right, what what are some of the options for this? And and I came up with a few. And so there's there's the complete sham, or as close to it as it makes no difference, that they don't actually give you superpowers, they just have no intention whatsoever of giving you your money back. Whether that's because they're going to sort of skip town in a very Lyle Landley Simpsons monorail episode, mm. or they're sufficiently fly-by-night that they're operating from a van, or they're just really, really dodgy. So that's, that's the option. Uh, option two. It's still a sham, but it's a deadly one. Nobody is going to survive the process. Oh, right. This is uh, looking for that one in a million subject that will that'll actually work on. Indeed. Except possibly, yeah, possibly they've just got themselves a bunch of radioactive waste. They're bathing people in it in, with the thought of, eh, maybe they'll develop superpowers. Alternatively, maybe they are just flat out murdering people for entirely legal money. Like they've got themselves a reasonably good we are not responsible if this process kills you this process is going to kill you but they still get to keep the money so it could just be the the the, the sweeney todd approach effectively it's 
basically a multi-level marketing scheme, but with more death. Indeed. So much more death. There's the deadly superpowers option. So they've got a process that works, but it's sufficiently unstable or makes the target sufficiently unstable that they will be dead or incredibly incarcerated long before anybody thinks of trying to get the money back. Also, it can be argued, well, it worked. You know, you're now completely insane and a 12-foot-tall lizard, but you do have superpowers. Ah, uh, right. The, the green ooze approach. Indeed. The mind-altering version. So the person who comes out is so utterly different to the one who went in that there's no danger that they're going to want a refund, possibly because you've brainwashed them. So this is probably like the super soldier approach. Mm -hmm. you brainwashed them, or maybe you've installed a control and compliance device to make them do what you want. So maybe they have superpowers, maybe they don't. Maybe what you've just done is created your, your army of brainwashed goons. Kind of related to that, replacement. This is a way of harvesting hosts for alien parasites. Get superpowers, but that's because you've got an alien parasite living in your brain, pulling the strings, as it were. It, it could even be entirely beneficent and be beneficial. Yes, it really wasn't quite what you signed up for. Indeed. One that was inspired by, I think, a very early um, Cerberus the Aardvark. Mm -hmm. The boot camp approach. There are no actual superpowers here. They're going with this dodgy fly-by-night style of advertising because they're looking for people gullible enough to believe that they're training for super strength when what they're actually doing is just being shot up with an enormous cocktail of performance-enhancing drugs and doing a shitload of exercise and training. Yes, yes. The, um... the whole thing of it's not difficult to build a um, physically superior specimen. The trick is finding somebody stupid enough to do it. Was it Captain Cockroach? Yeah, yeah. Or Moon Knight. Well, no, Moon Roach. Moon yes, Roach. It was a melange of, before the, the paranoia completely kicked in, it was mostly a melange of jokes about comics of the era. Mm. Before it eventually just turned into Dave Sim being increasingly deranged, but in a comic form. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It would be hilarious if it turns out it's like fresh air and physical exercises, their um, origin story. It, that kind of, it, in fact, I think this, this, this crossover to a bit with my idea, but, but, uh, but not so much. So, so this would be, is it that they're for some reason, the, the, the culture, these government agents are working at, is obsessed with the idea that you can get superpowers somehow and everyone wants superpowers and the, the grift is very strong and there's a lot of people that they can relatively easily exploit doing this? I think it depends on the kind of game you want to run. I mean, I was kind of imagining this in the in the context of a world in which, yes, there are legitimate there are legitimate superheroes. So kind of post Avengers post Avengers Marvel verse. Something where you know, people may not have, have ever met somebody with superpowers, but nobody would say, Oh, there's no such thing. Like it's a known it's a known a true fact. That was kind of the world I was imagining. Right, right. So yeah, some people have superpowers, other people want superpowers. Third party sees an opportunity. Pretty much. The the, the final option I came up with, just to sort of complete the list, is the one hundred percent honesty in advertising which is possibly the scariest one, because it means that somebody out there has a reliable and safe process to create superheroes that they are sufficiently sufficiently trusting with that they, they will guarantee these, but they're not selling it to governments or to militaries or anybody else. They're operating it at a fly-by-night street level. 
why. Mm. Why are they doing that? Maybe they're just trying to get enough capital to go pub to, to start the company up properly. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the world I was imagining was very much the um, superpowers are a real thing, and so. I mean, initially I was thinking, well, obviously this is some agency that deals with superpowers, and so they want to look into these. But more and more I kind of like the... <laughs> I, I kind of like the the the, the, the grey-suited peon approach of we are here to do a safety audit. Or, okay, these guys have cropped up, they're offering superpowers for free, we need to check out whether this is actually a health hazard. Is it legit? In which case it gets bounced up the chain. Is it somebody just bathing people in watered-down nuclear waste and hoping. Um, <laughs> that feels like the sort of thing that shouldn't be allowed in a repurposed 7-Eleven. Um, yes. Uh, oh, look, this is clearly expired Latvian super soldier serum. You can't be giving people this stuff. Indeed. Are you people insane? This stuff's from the 70s, for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> yeah. Can you not even read expiry dates? I mean, it's reasonably clear here. I mean, the rest is in Cyrillic, but <laughs> numbers, right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not that difficult. Do not bother claiming, oh, they put the uh, day and the month the wrong way round. That doesn't count when the year is written. <laughs> it's a different millennium. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I, I briefly entertained that you might be suggesting that all of these things are happening concurrently, and it's this agency's job to try and figure out what each of these um, operations is, is doing. I'm, I mean, I like the idea that they are all happening um, concurrently, that there are these weird little outfits just popping up all over the show, and you know, these are the people from whatever agency it is, whether it's, yeah, whether it's S.H.I.E.L.D. or your in-game file the serial numbers off equivalent, whether it's the Food and Drug Administration. I mean, potentially, uh, if you go, yeah, maybe it's the tax department. Is this a legitimate business? Hmm. Could be anything. Better Business Bureau. Yeah, the Better Business Bureau. Could be anything. Yeah, what I mostly like was the idea of people coming in and investigating these things and getting steadily more caught up in just the weirdness of the super world as, as the campaign, as the game progresses. I mean, you could pick just one of these as a one-shot, but it would be kind of fun to sort of have the, uh, we're pretty sure that boot camp has, has cropped up again. For fuck's sake, why don't they just get a gym subscription and a personal trainer? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How many people with steroid psychosis we have had to deal with? I'll get the net. Yes. It's intriguing. I guess I don't see an end game, though that might be something that comes out of the particular thing that you choose. If it seems like a um, a bizarre treadmill of finding these organizations, classifying them, what sort of lunatics they are, and going from there. I I think, well, I mean, partially it is that. Partially it is the fly-by-night scam of the week set up. If I was running this as an extended game, I, I mean, I'd be leaning heavily on the comedy button, because why not? Uh, I would definitely put it in the category of having sort of discovered that the, this thing is actually a problem. Like, okay, these guys are doing superpower, um, superpowers. Okay, they're infect infesting people with alien parasites. Well, I guess we have to shut that down now, don't we? Which kind of suggests that maybe they're not from the Better Business Bureau and maybe they actually have some some level of official, official clout or at least unofficial resourcing. In terms of doing an actual campaign, what I think I would do is sort of pull from the, 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 the big conspiracy thing 
pick two or three of them and have them being different facets of the same overriding organization and then let that fact kind of come out in play to give an end game of the players figuring out oh okay so those boot camp guys are one bit of it there's the brainwashing guys are another bit of it you put those together they're building themselves an army they're just compartmentalizing the testing Right, you start seeing the same people turning up at different sort of organizations, either as the staff or the inductees. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. that can make it interesting. It's like, yeah, someone has has done a distributed, self-funded goon army raising project mm. by preying on people's um, feelings of helplessness and oh god, this capitalism all over again. Um, yeah, okay, I can see how that works. Yeah, that's that's how yeah, I contemporary it, setting. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I'd stitch it together um, to to provide sort of a campaign structure because, as you say, just sort of a dodgy scam of the week is going to get old real fast, even if you lean yeah. heavily on the comedy button. But sort of leaning leaning lightly on the comedy button and then having the wait a minute kind of looming in the background. I think move the move the drama slider up. Yes, as as things run. If I had my druthers, I was thinking about this sort of campaign, the idea that you could start to build a web of contacts and people that you know who are like sort of survived the, the gamma ray spar and, and, and come out, you know, with, with rage issues and, and, and super strength and so forth. And start but start to assemble a completely wonky team of, of, of Avengers that you, you you call on at the last minute to actually um bring down the people who have, who have partially or, or directly affected their lives. That's so that would be, a, yeah, the, the idea that you're, you're rather than having these, these um, bureaucrats and so forth um, level up to become ultra bureaucrats, what they're actually doing is building a semi-functional community of these folks who have been affected by this stuff, like support groups and things like that. And you actually build that into the, the, the process of advancement. That would be quite interesting. Mm. I I know I said this last time, but I could see how you'd do that when you could do that in Blades of the Dark. But I think I figured out a a, a model for make doing a a Japanese pop idol group in Blades of the Dark as well. But um, so I may be a little bit obsessed. So you've become a Blades in the Dark fanboy, basically. I really have. It's it's a lot of fun. Fair enough. And you get to crop up on forum posts suggesting uh, Blades in the Dark for everything. Absolutely. It's like, regardless of what the topic is. It's the new GURPS. <laughs> Sorry, what did we get up to? What were we discussing? The, the, uh, we were going with like the, long, the long-term gamification. Yeah, the long-term gamification. The sort of the stitching all the bits together. The idea of putting together this, this super team of... Yeah, putting together this super team of the various victims of previous scams to to take down the, the the monster behind many of them whether this then becomes the game of and we all developed superpowers and became superheroes in our own right i'm not sure you know if you chuck in the honesty and advertising option at the end there and there is somebody who does actually have a process for um for creating uh, for reliably creating superheroes at what point is somebody going to nick a vial True, it would make, but it would make sense that if this thing could plausibly happen, but you've got kind of a range of quality of ex- of experience kind of things, maybe the team are p- 
people who went through a program and survived but you know little else or somebody who has got some flaky powers but you know doesn't has so has some some inside knowledge and understanding how these things work or maybe it's just you know just been on the inside maybe they they're a they're a turncoat or something and maybe so they're this really dodgy ragtag kind of oh there's that blades in the dark thing again go get it get it um yeah but they're, they're kind of they're kind of a, mo- a motley crew of people who understand the implications but not necessarily but yeah they aren't a super squad as it were okay so yeah you've got a bunch of yes a bunch of specialists possibly um recipients of less than successful testing okay yeah so rather than being the the sort of food and drug administration or, or revenue collection they're a little bit more specialized and somewhat more in the know that's quite fun yeah less of a suicide squad more of a burnouts and um jaded people with kind of bad experience on their belts that would make a decent like not quite masks like a grown-up jaded kind of version of masks yeah because then you can use sort of use it as a working through your issues kind of yeah that could be pretty cool actually i mean the idea might be you know you'd have you'd have somebody like the the, the washout or something the, the or the person with the, the 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 one with the fickle powers or something like that so you have lots of narrative steam to work off while when people go i do a thing but my power totally fails or yeah i think mm. it'd be really quite engaging yeah so it's, it's almost the people for whom this yeah this didn't work or didn't work well trying to stop other people from having the same experience and also maybe some of them have that thing of well maybe i can get a second bash at this yep there'll be lots of lots of you know traumatic memories and and bitter kind of you know things coming up so there's lots of lots of lots of potential character drama it would be kind of a bit gritty but you're definitely working on the side of the uh, side of the angels as it were trying to to save people from making the same mistakes you did yeah i quite, I quite like that or potentially were, were made to you yeah it was, <laughs> you still made a mistake at some point it may not be the 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 consequences might have been wildly dis- disproportional but there's still a point that your life you turned the wrong way down the street Yes, even even if the mistake was, and there you go, don't volunteer for anything ever. Indeed. Okay, I like I, mm. yeah, I do particularly like that extra the extra notion that hey, these shady meta merchants have you know that the the party are the result mm. of that plus part of their yeah. So there's a lot of there's a, people have given a lot of background and have given a lot, a lot of. It's not just a job, one way or the other. It might be a calling, or it might be something that they've been traumatized by, or uh, be something they they feel like they need to set right. But yeah, that's 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 real powerful. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that, that does definitely feel like a. It's it's not vanilla masks because it's coming coming at it almost from the other angle, but taking taking your cue from bits of masks and kind of working around that would be a good starting point. I think you're right. Hmm. Again, I would look at stuff like the the World on Fire Fate oh, yeah. uh, thing, because of the the way that they broke up the um, firefighter team 
everyone had like special skills and special and, and, and special things to, to do a job but they all so they had and they had their abilities to support the team but they also had their own hang-ups so they had these very archetypal kind of uh things going on they weren't just they stood in the front line and they 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 take the hits kind of thing but they also they will yeah it would be almost like if you're in your D party your fighter tanks all the emotional trauma as well as all the physical trauma or something like that or has an issue with emotional trauma so they've kind of made these direct equivalents between their role in the tactical game with the role in the non the, the like the interaction between npcs and the rest of the world so yeah i think that's pretty cool i like All it right. cool hmm. my idea is a lot more silly excellent i do really i it, and it's it's quite parallel but it, it sort of slightly extends the metaphor past where where you've decided to to drag it down you're right it sounds exactly like those late night tv advertorials that used to run when broadcast television was 24 7 but a good 20 of it was garbage <laughs> yeah broadcast television content was not 24 7 yes yes there's quite a quite a distinction there you know in the middle of the night you'd see you'd see the the the, the advert the long-running what were those called that's drifted out of my mind they're just terrible phone and buy the shit shows oh yeah, yeah. the whole telemarketing yeah 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 telemarketing shows yeah that's all, the that's increasingly all. bored host attempting to fake enthusiasm for some new vegetable peeler or uh, a, a necklace made with a real cubic zirconium <laughs> not that nasty fake cubic zirconium yeah yeah commemorative uh, painting of elvis playing poker with dogs painted on velvet that kind of thing yeah yeah i mean there's lots of cultural artifacts that have come from that but that particular school but the idea that this kind of fused with my mind with the endless parade of offers you get for technology skills and the Skillshare site and all those sorts of things that are constantly bombarded with us. Fucking LinkedIn. Sorry, my problem. I'll deal with it. Uh, more the ones that say, "Oh, get all these 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 new these new skills to boost your career to do these things." It's like, mm, cool, and maybe the money's good, but are they? Uh, are the courses any good? And how much time does anyone actually have? Learn Excel to boost your career. Really? <laughs> eh. Sometimes I use Excel more than anything, which is gross. But it's one place where you want to throw a bunch of data and do awful, awful things to it. Excel is, you know, a very particular oh, layer. Yeah, it, it, it's its own layer of hell, basically, for for data. It, it certainly was. I think if if you took away Excel and Notepad in my previous job, it would have substantially limited my ability to do the job because those those two tools, as you say, for manipulating data, actually pretty good. Yeah, and and, and there's certain things it doesn't do, and certain things it shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it has, it has it has a low it has extremely low bar for entry and can uh, be convinced to do ungodly things so <laughs> quick and dirty is not the half of it anywho so so that coupled with watching my hero academia and memories of the awful 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 problematic mutant powers from paranoia i've come together for the idea of having this world where metahuman abilities are a thing and you can acquire them and job seekers are encouraged to get get abilities 
but they're not always they're, they're not always what they cracked up to be and also in fact you know the 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 the, the idea that there is a certain cachet with tasks being performed by metahumans with superpowers it means in the name they're super but the idea is more that okay you might get a guy with laser eyes to trim your lawn but are you sure he's actually got laser eyes it's not just somebody running around going pew 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 with a uh, with a a cunningly concealed lawnmower is this actually what you paid for which is where the superpower is it's not the acquisition it's the use of superpowers or your money back okay i get it yeah i'm of struggling how to make a game out of this idea that you're because the the thing from uh, my hero academia is that that you know, metahuman abilities are ubiquitous in, in that particular anime everyone has a quirk except for the protagonist of <laughs> the series who acquires one through uh, through for various things during the course of the first season it, this is obvious there's no spoilers there but a lot of these quirks aren't well in fact a lot of the quirks aren't amazing for being a superhero even the ones that the people who are superheroes use they have to combine them with various pieces of equipment and rigorous training and so forth to make to make good use of the ones they've got and they're of course the people who must have dreadfully dreadfully unimpressive superpowers but the idea that 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 these things are so ubiquitous the that well they're ubiquitous enough that if your gardener can't commune with the plants or or, or um, control the earth you're somehow being shortchanged struck me as an interesting an interesting angle so okay, so yes, if your if your groundskeeper, you know, the, the the lawn guys don't have at least one person who can feel the, the the health of plants, possibly by having a chat with them, and somebody with laser eyes to cut the grass. Why are you even hiring them? Indeed, indeed. Well, actually, I guess that means that they're basically just psychics. The other people who turn up on light like television, they claim that they're in touch with this invisible presence. Or they're doing things like psychic surgery, where it looks like they're magically they're, they're doing something with mystic powers. Oh dear, that just makes it awful. Maybe my, my idea was terrible. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kind of liking it. Cause, well, it okay. It puts me somewhat in mind of the the sidekick track from the movie Sky High. Yes, where you've got the sort of the the people who can fly and the people with super strength and the people who can throw fireballs. And then you've got the guy who can glow softly, but it's really only obvious in a darkened space. Or the girl who can turn into a guinea pig. Yeah. This 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 kind of thing. Weirdly focused on eugenics, that film. Uh... Yes. Now that you put it that way, that makes it a whole lot creepier. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, I quite like that film because of its it set up so many tropes of that kind of film it set up the situations it went straight for them and then veered aside at the last minute for the entirety of the film it was brilliant it did okay. it, it was it was i thought it was very nicely done yeah i mean i'm possibly taking your idea in a much more um drama heavy and serious direction and i apologize unreservedly for this no, but that's that's absolutely will make an interesting game so that's what we're here for it's Okay, there's the movie, um, uh, Detect the Detective Pikachu movie. Okay, very serious uh, drama. Yeah, like, I'm, it. I, I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> I'm not doing a bit. At least I hope I'm not doing a bit. 
you can see in in yeah in some of the, the the bits of some of the bits of that movie you've got things like shots of firefighters with their 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 pokemon sidekick squirtles that kind of produce enormous amounts of water to put out fires and it just kind of made me think okay so basically if you don't have a squirtle pokemon partner does that mean you can't be a fireman alternatively if you do have one does that mean there's this enormous pressure for you to go into certain roles in in life and your job depending on what pokemon you happen to have picked or ended up with as a partner does it basically force you down certain career tracks and so if you apply that to the the superpowers yeah yeah so it's like the his dark materials daemons mm. certain types of people get really kind of bloody obvious um as far well i've only seen the the no i did read the first book i think the um, the philip the, philip, the first philip pullman book but i saw the series recently it was kind of this is a bit on the nose all of the guards have doven pincers as their uh de- their demons hmm. and i know that they kind of solidify when someone becomes an adult but still i mean yeah that's all that's of them quite solidified. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, that's all. That that's a bit. That's that's a bit. Yeah, that's. No, no, I, I get your. I get your thing. It's like, like I mean, if you had, you know, intrinsic some sort of intrinsic attachment to something or an ability of the same sort of thing that meant that you would be, be you you would people even if people just thought of it because I mean you've got things like the the way the in Japanese culture that blood types are supposed to denote um, personality. Mm. Which it's got to be dangerous if someone is, an, is a celebrity and they've decided and they got they got pigeonholed into a certain certain type, but their actual blood type didn't match. And you know it's like ah famous person they're 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 definitely a a, a B rhesus or so, a positive rhesus or something like that. It's like aha you could get into trouble if someone doesn't actually check your blood type. I'm sure they they work around that. I'm uh, certain that's something. Gotta hope they got sex. Okay, but the idea that you're ending up with, yeah, I mean, you're you're a thing with the the the, the squirtle equipped fireman. It's interesting is that you have the people who like, I presumably there is you know the the people who who's 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 pet with the pet Charizard who wants to become a fireman is going to be looked at funny for a start. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not. That's not a great combination outside of very big fires where you need to cut fire breaks. Like maybe there. A bit specialized, a bit specialized, yeah. you know. Yeah. I guess it would, you know, the, the actual, you know, control, you know, preparing for forest fires and doing controlled burn-ons maybe is a good idea. But it's like the two Pokemon I, Pokemon I know of because, yep, that one is uh, just a tiny bit after our time. I should actually see the, the Detective Pikachu film. It's really I mean, rather good. Yeah, I heard it was not bad, not bad. But the idea that if if you're say the team of firefighters are all you know wandering around with you know water type Pokemon and so forth, who are just just expressly useful for this this sort of thing, you, clearly there's going to be a bit of a mismatch if some people people just have like random assortments. Hmm. That that thing that throws exploding bones, or because apparently that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, there's some. Some wild stuff, I'm I'm made to believe. So the um, yeah, it's all of a it's all a bit of a thing where everything is predestined or social conformity means that oh you 
you know, you wear glasses, you must be smart and like reading. It's like, meh. Not really how yeah. it works. It's not actually how it works, but yeah. okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole it's a whole genre spanning thing. I mean, it's the the idea of the the United Nations and um, Avatar: The Last Airbender all having slightly different personalities, which isn't the show itself subverts quite effectively because you've got such a range of different characters. But mm. yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I don't know how. No, my idea. I don't know if it's going to survive contact with um, the aliens. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's for sure, for sure. Because, yeah, I was sort of kind of thinking of, like, games like Underground or Teenagers from Outer Space where you get kind of weird abilities. And the ones in Underground, I think, lead directly to various forms of psychosis, depending on what you're doing and so forth. The, 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 there's, a, there's, a, there's a kind of a stress mechanic or a failure mechanic which can cause you all sorts of trouble. It's a good old-school one where, you know, it's just like, it's a dice roll, you have a bad day, and shit catches fire. Mm. Or the, the, the bizarreness of... Was it? Gamma world that was was quite good if you rolled badly at producing completely unplayable characters. Yes, I think we'll get onto that with um, with John's suggestion. We'll get mm. onto that with the, the whole randomness idea. Um, but the idea that you know, if you're, I guess that's partially there because you know, if it, if there is a suite of possible abilities, and you get one that means that your job is pretty much going to be this for the rest of your life, I guess you might end up be playing... Yeah. I don't know. Would you play it like the TV show Misfits, where everyone is just horrible and they, they get abilities that make them worse? Um, yeah, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I probably wouldn't, because that show really didn't grab me much. Uh, yeah. There was... There was a show I can't remember the name of. Uh, if I can, I'll link it in the show notes. It was a, it was possibly called No Heroics. Oh a, yes, yes. A, a British thing with basically mm-hmm. actually quite sad. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The um, the hotness. That um, was it. The hotness. The hotness. His ability to heat the palms of his hands and mostly see him use them use it for um, defrosting um, TV dinners. Yeah, like he, he would he would he was trying to be a superhero, but he in fact had very little control over it, so just tended to set shit on fire. And, yeah. and he he had none of the charisma of any superhero ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, a somewhat well a somewhat crass um superhero oh, yeah. miniseries. Yes, it was the guy who could look into the future and mostly used it to not have to pay his bar bill. Or yeah, not have to get around <laughs> Um, and for dodgy pub bathroom hookups, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's a deeply sad man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so you, you could, if you wanted to go the comedy route, then going that way would, I guess, be the way to go. That You've just got undeniably sad characters, but that feels like a downer to me. I It does somewhat. The idea that you're maybe playing as uh, superheroes who don't want to be superheroes, but they've got these abilities, so they kind of have to. Reluctant. Okay, that's quite fun. Reluctant superheroes. They've kind of been... The expectation is they have to do these things. You could have a certain amount... I, I know I shouldn't be, but I am thinking of the movie The Dream Team, mm-hmm. which I think somebody described as One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, the comedy. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Because it is basically a a therapy group in a 
you know, from a mental health institution effectively get lost out in the out in the real world because they've gone to get gone to a baseball game and it all goes horribly wrong. Right. I probably wouldn't go with the okay. So you've got superhero, uh, you've got super abilities that you don't want, therefore you're mentally ill. But I am liking the idea of sort of the reluctant superheroes anonymous support group, hmm. and sort of using that as the way of stitching stitching the party together. That this is, you know, hi, my name's Dave, and I've got completely erratic and useless fire powers. Hi, Dave. Set fire to a donut this morning. That sucked. This kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so Metahumans Anonymous. A little bit, yeah. 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 I, I guess the end game, well, is either just you, you bring some comedy out of it and you call it a day, or you do it as, okay, this is a group of people effectively coming to terms with their superpowers, either, either escaping from effectively the burden of having a shit superpower and being expected to go and do something with it, even though what you actually want to do is be a landscape gardener with inexplicable electric lightning powers. Mm. Or the flip side of, I guess, taking them and turning them into that sort of dramatic arc of taking these reluctant people and turning them into a unorthodox but effective superhero team because I guess there's nobody else. Uh, you, yeah, you could go either way on it. You either you either raise a a threat so gross and so well equipped to deal with the present responses that these folks are the only the only remaining bastion to to uh, save the day. Hmm. Even though that is probably the last thing they want to do, they understand that they, this is the thing they need to do. It's kind of one of those, yeah, damn it, Jeb, I'm as Amish as the next man, but if we don't sink that submarine, there isn't going to be a Pennsylvania to come home to kind of situation. Sure. I, I ran into that line somewhere, and I just thought, that, that's just brilliant. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. So my idea kind of morphed several times. I know, I know that I actually went from, ha-ha, you think you're hiring super-powered... Um, Lawn care experts, but they're actually just people with lawnmowers. You've been had, but there's no game there. There really isn't. No, I don't think so. It's a comedy game. I keep thinking that maybe Inspectors is the way to go with it. It feels like there should be a game there because it's it's effectively a heist game with no stakes whatsoever. You're you're trying to sell people on the fact that you are super powered gardeners or, or cleaners or yeah, you're you're basically trying to trying to apply this veneer of superpowers to a relentlessly mundane but necessary task because that's what the public want. That maybe feels like maybe, this game. Yeah, maybe it would it, it would make more sense if, you, as you say, it was a host, it was a heist game or something in a a superpowered universe. But you have you have the skills and knowledge to work around the fact that there are people with X-ray vision and fly. You're, you, it's just an accepted fact that the world has these 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 bizarre um, outliers in them, and you've just gotten used to it. And maybe sometimes you pretend to be a uh, you, you you pretend to have superpowers to get your to get your ends. But the thing is, you're all perfectly mundane. That could be interesting as well. Like I think some back sometime maybe back in the nineties or maybe just the early two thousands, they started doing things where 
superheroes acknowledge that you know the uh, first responders and so forth are also heroes and doing things from like a street eye view mm. sure all a bit rah-rah and it's various various incarnations but the idea that you know putting rather than it's just like the um well there are different there are different scales and approaches that rather than the people flying around beating up beating up each other and um footy pajamas there are also folks on the ground either pointing and saying he's our guy or Ooh, look out for all this stuff falling from the sky mm, let's get these people into this nice secure bank vault because it might survive when the building doesn't kind of territory yeah yeah so maybe that would be maybe an approach to do a villainy of a very mundane ma- manner I, i'm going back blades and darky and aren't i a little bit but that's <laughs> okay. a little bit but but a high but a, yeah, a heist game situated in a world where some of the things that you some of the obstacles they've been around for long enough that you can predict them to a degree, but sometimes it's like aha, we know that what's his name the villain causes trouble about this time. We can probably bait him into doing something silly with magenta spray paint and silly string if mm. we if we do this. This means that, you know, marsupial man will be distracted. Yes, but what about the threat from the sewer urchin? <laughs> yes. So you'll have this this, ex, this extra layer of wacky hijinks on top of your regular heist. I guess that could work too. Mm. That was all over the place, but yeah. But it went to interesting places, I thought. Mm. I, I do like the idea of, probably just as a one-shot, but yeah, given that the, the leverage RPG exists... Mm. Just the idea of a heist for unbelievably low stakes, where you're pretending to be this super this this super powered landscaping crew, where the sole the sole goal is just to get paid. You're not trying to rip mm. anybody off. You're you're doing the job. You're doing the landscaping. You've just got this utterly elaborate and convoluted scheme to make people think you're using superpowers, where in fact you're just doing the fucking work. Yeah. Um, it's probably only a one shot, but it would be quite an entertaining one shot. It's a fairly unusual con. Yeah. Wait a minute, I can see the wires. <laughs> yes, mm. they're part of the focusing mechanism. This was given <laughs> to me by Dr. Nefarious after I battled one of his enemies for him. Chirp, chirp. I cannot believe that worked. <laughs> All <Yes>. right. <laughs> well, I think we've kicked that one into submission. Um. Excellent. Shall I read John's suggestion? Yes. Okay, so, John writes, Hmm, I set myself up for this one, didn't I? I'd love to leave with the quote, When everyone is super, no one is, but that's not my idea for this prompt. The idea, someone has found a way to imbue superpowers into folks. No, it's not strike force morituri with its one year and then boom set up. It's more along the lines of you pays your money and you get zapped, and voila! You get superpowers. It's a crapshoot as to what you get. Maybe you get super strength, but not super bones. Yes, you have the strength of 100 men, but you have the bones of one man. You can pop your shoulder out by flexing your pegs. Can you punch a hole through a wall? Yes, you can. Can you shatter your fist and forearm in the process? Yes, you can. Repeat treatments don't give you new powers. They just enhance the ones you already have. 100 times normal strength and you get zapped a second time. 10,000 times normal strength. God help you if you sneeze. Some folks win the lottery and get combos of powers that work together, uh, or they get a really useful power, like hyper-accuracy with weapons. But for the most part, it's entirely random. Uh, 
the game idea is that one prof Professor Quatermass, no, not that one, this is a different one, they're not even related, has developed the Quatermass Cosmic Power Infuser. He literally bombards you with cosmic rays, which grant you totally random superpowers. If you want, you could use the Fantastic Four model and they have the powers reflect your personality. But that's giving the players too much control over what should be a random process. It's not a cheap process. The good professor charges an arm and a leg for the treatment. And he has a government contract as well to produce a team of super soldiers. So far, that's been a bust. The random Joe who mortgaged his house to become a superhero typically gets a better power set than G.I. Joe. What system would I use? Lord knows. I would, however, use the powers list from an OSR, Old School Revolution. Old school renaissance. Old school, old school renaissance superhero game like Villains and Vigilantes, Truth and Justice, or TSR's Marvel Superheroes. I'd love to use the first superhero RPG, Superhero 2044, but that system doesn't have any superpower lists, and it's a bit too first-generation rules to be playable. Villains and Vigilantes would make fairly competent heroes, as would Truth and Justice. Marvel Superheroes, however, would be the one for making D-list superheroes on a par with the washouts from the Legion of Superheroes. Matter eater lad, anyone? The player characters would find themselves with such superpowers as cosmic awareness and protected senses, meaning that they can tell where another superpower individual is and you can't blind them. It's definitely a mystery man setting. Hmm, yeah. And Taz did crop up to say, yeah, the random powers from villains of vigilantes would be a good place to start. Yeah, this this one does have some crossover with yours, doesn't it? It does, as as, as I mentioned the, yeah. the the randomness thing. Like Marvel superheroes, especially, I recall it was like rolling random. You got random powers at random strengths, and a ran and a, the number. I think you got. If they were did really well, you rolled on a table and it gave you a number and specified what strength they were. If you're really unlucky, you had to roll the uh, strength for each one separately. So you, rather than having like, I'm really good at two things or quite good at five, you might get some sort of random selection. Yeah, I'm hmm. super good at this thing and really, really crap at the complementary power. Yeah. 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 Or you just, you know, you, you got speak to fish and um, can't breathe underwater. So you uh, talk to lungfish boy. <laughs> Yeah, that could be interesting. As far as the... You know, John didn't really specify a setting other than a bit like Mystery Men because there could be pseudo-superheroes running around looking to, to you know, join a crew and, you know, mm. prove their worth. But Invisibility boy, but only when absolutely nobody is looking. Yes, and he's not wearing any clothes. Mm-hmm. I was never sure whether the clothes like fell off him during the process or whether he undressed in order to do it. I was never clear on that scene. It's probably not worth worrying about. Yeah. Sorry. Where was mm. this bit going? Okay. So. Yeah. yeah the, the completely. I, I do like the completely random superpowers, and then just try to make something useful out of them is quite fun. A, a, a lot of the this. I mean, the super strength generally it implies that you are strong enough to use the strength there is i don't think any game has got that atomic that says aha your muscles are this much stronger but not your bones aha you can get pretty wacky combinations but especially if you had any sort of vulnerabilities or anything in there mm. so 
you wouldn't probably wind up with characters that were completely useless, but you would definitely end up with a weird disparity in there. And that might be interesting for kind of a crapshoot kind of game, but I imagine people would chafe under, you know, being condemned to, you know, be able to walk on water in a setting that's entirely desert, something like that. It'd be, yeah. You'd need, I, well, I, sus- I suspect this is a game that would need, it, w- it would need a lot of GM management of what they were doing to make mm. it, to make it fun. Right. So you, you could, could, you could make, you could make a game that nobody wants to play from this. Making it fun, I think, is the challenge for both the players and the GM. Yeah. Because I have been in various games where it's just a, oh, your your abilities are of no use whatsoever. Sucks to be you. Yeah, and sometimes that the people definitely get burnt by the the, the creeping knowledge that it's not possible that their, their abilities will be randomly of no use every time. Because... Even when they try and maneuver the situation into them being useful, that doesn't work either. Yeah. So that, that there's another there's another skein of of of, of problematic uh, role playing behaviour there. But the um, shitty GM syndrome, as it were. The no, you can't GM. That's true. The, yeah. You know, it's a it's a very particular one with aha, I have come up with everything in advance. Also, you are not welcome here. Yeah. That is, I've heard of people doing that, and it's like, what? Why would why? Yeah, it's very confusing. Thinking about it, there was... Okay, so there was the TV show that got a couple of seasons called Alphas. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Which did very much do superpower as disability. Certainly all of them were a... They they had a huge cost. There was the the, the young man who could read data transmission, but was significantly on the spectrum. Yeah, who had difficulty communicating with people, who was more had more um, success communicating with machines that way. Uh, there was the gent. Was he diabetic, or did he need a, he like he needed something like an equivalent for insulin to keep his super strength going? Oh, he was. Yeah, he he had sort of super strength, but it was effectively powered by rage and was taking a hell of a toll on his heart. Right. Um, there was the guy who was sort of effectively just. Effectively, super duper um, accurate um, athletics, mm. but with a tendency towards depression because the thing didn't it didn't work reliably, and so some days he could do these amazing things, and some days he couldn't. Yeah. Um, there was so there's some I think there's some material to there's some material to sort of be looked at there. So if you took the random abilities and then kind of offset them by similar sorts of mechanics and say, yeah. You, you, you're good at this, but it's got these horrible drawbacks, which probably won't be pres- present in those OSR games. Mm, like taking the super strength example, I, I probably, as a GM, well, as a player, I wouldn't be particularly interested in playing a character who has the ability to rupture his own skeleton by moving. That, mm. that doesn't seem fun. Um, something where every time you use the power, you've got... Yeah, the, the, effectively, the more effort you put in, the more damage you do to yourself. Yeah. That kind of balancing mechanic, I, I can see working. I mean, I've mm. always liked the idea of a superhero whose whose superpower is being indestructible, but having nothing beyond that. Just because, yeah, they've got no super strength, they can't fly or anything. So you've got the super the superhero god swooping in, and this guy leaping off a building on top of the monster with a fire axe because. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, can't be hurt. Yeah. But punching it, he can punch it all day and do absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his his most most lethal attack would be to climb inside its mouth and choke it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're Which... going with the Ant Man Thanos approach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who seems surprised that it didn't actually happen? Um, I I wasn't surprised that that didn't happen. I mean, it would have been funny as hell. But <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I think it's, that would be interesting because what John's described is fundamentally how those games ran, mm. except played a little bit more directly, sort of simulationist in a more simulationist fashion, slightly more um, hard edged. Mm. So yeah, the idea of maybe maybe taking those things and offsetting the abilities with drawbacks that kind of model something would be interesting. But that kind of you that means you would sort of take some random inspiration using the powers and then build a more slightly more modern character out of those sort of ra- that random seed. Yeah, out of the ensuing wreckage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. I and mean, I do kind of like the idea of the. The completely random superpower squad with yeah, talks to lungfish boy here. I can see doing a very fun one shot based on that. You'd mm. where you know, by by pure fluke it turns out that you know this combination of the moistener talks to lungfish boy, uh, the guy who can break his own bones by sneezing is precisely <laughs> the set of superpowers that you need to solve this problem by just inexplicable uh, coincidence. If you're going to have that that uh, level of narrativium at play, you might as well get the players involved. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do the whole. Okay, so you've been drawn together to to fight a threat. What the hell is that threat? Yes, honestly, I can't can't <laughs> be sure what's going to be. Yeah, because wait, you put put all the brains at the table into into uh, into play because. You've you've set yourself a fairly comprehensive challenge. Mm. Yeah, that would be it. Would be fun to to. to I think one of the joys of of you know, masks would be that you're playing slightly crappy superheroes. They might be relatively effective, but they're hormonal gangly teenagers with with not sure of their place in the world. So consequently, they're undermining their own effectiveness. I am now imagining the breaking voice pimply faced youth from the simpsons that are going your days of tyranny are under an end that that amuses me far more than it should yeah and but this is kind of the idea that the these people with noble souls and this 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 will to do justice and just the worst superpowers the, yeah, the, the, the flickery light bulb of their superpowered abilities is like holding them back which ultimately i guess it'd be, it'd be the same sort of thing you've got to the, you've got to get the characters like the bit from mystery man where invisible boy everyone everyone believes in him and you know makes and makes supports him to do the thing he needs to do and it works, but yeah, it'd be a story about you know the, the the group coming together and supporting one another, and you could do that with just the GM doing all of the management of getting these people into the right place. But I think it would be more fun if everyone was involved. It'd certainly, be slightly easier. More and more, I'm thinking masks is, is a solid choice for that because there is there is the Nova playbook, mm. which seems like a good fit for the super strength without super bones that. Yes, mm. you've got this amazing amount of power, but every time you use it, you are doing yourself an enormous amount of damage. Yeah, 
Yeah, early so yeah, a masks, M masks derived or masks inspired. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah, the the mystery men equivalent of masks, mm. where everyone is uh, a little bit older and a little bit more jaded. <laughs> yeah, and 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 connect themselves a touch, but together they can triumph. It would be interesting if you uh, come up with something like that. The yeah, like it. <sighs> oh well. It seems that the, uh, the, 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 the spotlight has been switched off and the uh, circling helicopters have um, gone back to bed. So I guess this is uh, enough. This is the, the end of our thrilling exploits for this episode. Action, adventure, danger, and helicopters. <laughs> all right. So, so that leaves us to, well, first of all, thank John and Taz. To thank you, the listener, for, well, listening. I assume that's what they do with the podcast. Got to hope. Either that or it's, it's, it's sort of being cut up and used as the, the backing for entirely obscure dance tracks. Ooh. Yeah, that could be it. Mm. I don't know what genre of music that is. Sad. I, I, I got kind of like mopey emo stress core, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Nerd core? That, that's probably already a thing. That's um, already a thing, I think. All right, so... That leads us to announce the topic for uh, episode 141, voted on by probably seven of you, but it's hard to tell. Did you do you want to do the announcement, Ben? The uh, prompt for, for next episode is here. Have a protein squirrel from episode 103, probably said by Craig, but suggested for inclusion by Burning. Thank you, Burning. Someone needs to hold Craig to, to account for the things he says. For my terrible, terrible crimes. I shouldn't have done that with a smile on my face. I, I no, it re really came that, through. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Um, yeah, the slight chuckle in there. Yeah. Yeah, it made that, that, that super insincere. It really did. So insincere. So, so, anyway. So our next episode will be here, have a protein squirrel. I think I remember the context of that. And it was appalling. That seems valid. Though, <laughs> so if I remember correctly, I think it had to do with Alpha Complex and Henry David Thoreau. Right. And that only leaves us to announce the poll options for episode 142. Again, vote early and vote often. So, perennial non-favorite, malevolent immediacy. Followed by Power Drift. Close on its heels, though not close enough to actually get voted for, is... X kills Y. And a new inductee into the role of uh, regrets. Your vile human secretions. Which I believe is your fault. Apparently. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't this supposed to be like a merchandising imprint or label, whatever, if we were going to get chopped and screwed into some sort of vile techno? I, I feel we should do. There should be some sort of kickback. I mean, the, the, the money we get from Big Polyhedral won't last forever. Yes, that is absolutely true. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, please take your time, vote and comment and continue to be subscribed. We are not a YouTube channel, are we? Are we? We, are, we, are, we, we, we tried to be a YouTube channel and then I realized just how long it was going to take to get the backlog on. Um, I should actually be using some of my copious enforced free time to do something about that. Hey, 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 yep, and full circle back to the 
terrifying oblivion. You can go onto your podcasts about, uh, well, I don't know. My podcast feed is full of quite distressing stuff at the moment. So hopefully yours is, yours is lovely. Mm. So thank you for listening, everybody. Please stay safe out there. Indeed. The, the world is a, a increasingly scary place in, in, in certain bits, and we hope you're doing okay. Indeed. Take care. See if you can get that uh, online gaming mojo going, and have fun. Indeed. Good night, everyone. Good night. Want to hear more of our shenanigans? Then go to hoarde.net and click on the button that looks like a couch. The Big Red Couch is released under Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported from creativecommons.org. All music on the show comes from the album Universal Fluff Theory by Krakatoa. Visit them at krakatoa.com or follow the link from our page. See you next time!